Accredited Master Coach, Speaker, Author, and Podcaster. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can do stories of growth, resilience, and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can do approach. Each one of their stories is unique, each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of The Can Do Way, I'm talking to Lucia Pestana, HR and Business Development Specialist and Career Coach. Lucia is a catalyst for transformation in the workplace. She works with employers and employees to build stronger relationships by using the magic of communication and leadership, creating a win-win outcome for both. From 10 years' experience working in an HR standalone role, which started with the challenge of building an HR department from scratch, Lucia has received recognition in the industry together with a series of awards, including Caterer Best Employer in Hospitality Awards 2015 and the first independent restaurant to win Gold Investor in People. With a passion for business development and as a leader in her craft, Lucia's business, Pestana HR and Coaching, brings innovation into the boardroom by specialising in career development and employee engagement. So welcome to the show today, Lucia. Oh, thank you, Gail. Thank you for having me. Let us first take a short walk through your life to give my listeners a glimpse of your background and how you arrived at helping people build stronger relationships in the workplace. Okay, so my journey has started, I would say, about 10 years ago. Um, After being graduated with the BA Honours in Graphic Design, um, I didn't get to do that as a job. I was actually working in hospitality. And, you know, what happened is that I became quite aware of the opportunities. And within, uh, within starting a job uh, late in, let's say, 2009, um, I quickly understood that there was a lot of opportunities working for that company. Um, within three months of me starting, I was already given extra responsibilities and I was actually asked to um, put my graphic design skills into good use by creating their um, induction booklet. Um, But after that, I was actually given the opportunity to work in the office as a HR assistant um, and office assistant. And that was where my passion for HR started. Um, So I went on and I did re-educate myself. I did a qualification in HR. And, you know, literally after I've started working uh, in the office position, um, within a month of me starting, my boss asked me, uh, Lucia, where would you like to be in five years' time? And I look at him and I said, you know what, uh, in five years' time, because I'm enjoying the HR part of the role so much, I would love to be a HR manager. Um, My manager was like, oh, but don't you think you're dreaming a bit too high? Uh, don't you think that, um, you know, maybe you'll get there, let's say, in seven years, maybe 10 years? 
And, you know, I took that onto uh, account and I was like, okay, um, I, I think I can do it in five years. And what I went on to do, so I put myself through the education. I really, really, um, you know, went and excelled in everything I could do. And within three and a half years, I was actually promoted uh, to uh, HR manager. Um, working in HR from, you know, a back end of like, uh, you know, running, you know, building a department from scratch and getting people to really engage with their work. I started saying, you know, it is so possible to have the job that you dream of. Um, you know, anything is pretty much possible. Uh, and because it was possible for me and because um, I did it in a really uh, record time as well, um, I've learned that other people can do it too. Um, and that's when I went and, you know, got coaching qualification as well. And then I started like, you know, in this process, I started like helping people individually. Uh, but what happened last year um, uh, in the height of the pandemic, I was actually made redundant from my role as a HR and training manager. And that actually propelled me to really start my business and really bring all the things I've learned uh, over the last 10 years um, from a perspective of being an employer and the perspective of being an employee and really, you know, bring that hope and the know-how to teach people how they can really have their job of their dreams. What an introduction, you know, and it's clearly evident that you have such a strong can-do approach in your life journey to date, you know, from the time you just said you saw opportunities when you were in the hospitality work you did, they made use of some of your graphic design skills. Then you you jumped into that HR role and you you made your dream happen because you said, I, I can do this, I'm dreaming it and I can achieve it. And you did it, as you said, in record time as well. So three and a half years. And then you realised that helping others was where you wanted to go. Tell me, what was the response of the manager who you'd said you wanted to get there in five years, who actually said, oh, aren't you dreaming too high? Mm. Um. Well, the reaction of the manager, I think at that point was very like, you know, dismissive of what I could actually do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he actually believed in me a lot. I was pretty much his right arm in terms of the whole operation. Um, and, you know, he learned to trust me more and more. And, you know, when he you know, like the company did not invest in my education. I had to to do that myself. Um, but, you know, after actually I left the company, he recognised that, you know, that's something that the company could do for other people. Um, in the beginning, I think he was dismissive. In the middle, he trusted me more than anyone else. And towards the end, I think that uh, in our relationship, he knew how much I was capable of doing um, and he really respected that a lot. Fantastic. Fantastic. And that's a 
so much um, learning for him as well, really, and personal growth that he he saw something in you um, by the end, or maybe you never know in the the grand scheme of things that he may have taken that approach but turned it out as a negative just to give you that nudge in the right direction and maybe that did push you um, to to achieve that three and a half year goal um, yourself as well but I, I just love to to find out and share with the listeners you know your approach was one step of your journey but you helped your manager as well to develop more of a can-do approach uh, to helping others as well which I'm sure has has helped him in his career uh, since that time as well. So redundancy is one of those challenging parts in life. I've um, faced it myself uh, in my working days many years ago. And you said that it propelled you to do what you did. But what were some of the first thoughts that were going on in your mind that may have been quite challenging for you when you were told that you no longer had a job? Okay, um, so I mean, I think that from the beginning of the pandemic, uh, and so the pandemic started in March, and um, uh, I went on a holiday. And by the time I came back, I was told, "Do not come back to work. You might be uh, having COVID, and you can work from home." Um, and then I worked one week from home, and and then obviously you know, England completely shut down, London shut down. Um, And that for me was a bit scary. However, because I was very much uh, in, in, you know, I had the insight in terms of, you know, the company accounts, I had the insight of all the company operations. Um, I knew that that might be a possibility of like being made redundant. I think the the first challenge was like the financial challenge and it was like you know you are used to getting a certain amount of salary uh you're used to a certain lifestyle and you think you know if I lose this you know you know current income uh you know how am I going to survive and I think that that was probably the biggest impact I felt. Uh, And between, um, you know, what happens when you work in hospitality, I don't think a lot of people talk about this, is that when you're working in hospitality, um, a lot of the companies, what they tend to do, they tend to pay your salary in two parts. So they pay you um, your regular salary or your house salary, and then they pay you your trunk which is money that is shared from the service charge Mm -hmm. amongst all the employees Uh, what people don't realize is that even managers they will have a base salary that will be almost equivalent to a minimum wage and then their salaries are topped up Mm -hmm. with the service charge what happens is that like for example when I was furloughed I got my salary to be reduced by more than 50%. So not more, about 50%. And when you lose like 50% of your salary straight from being furloughed, you're already like, you, you start thinking, you know, what am I going to do without having my full salary, you know, uh, when, you, when you're used to a certain lifestyle. And I think that for me, that's probably was the... Um, 
the biggest um you know challenge um after that i think the 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 the, the challenge when i they actually told me um that you know it wasn't only me everyone was made redundant because the company actually went into insolvency the company i worked so it's like everyone was in the same shoes everyone was in the same boat um and then it, you know at first it became that panic i need to find a job and i did try and i did you know had you know a couple of interviews that i was almost there but then it didn't happen and i think not happening you know was actually not a bad thing because it's it's what opened the opportunity for me to to go inside you know this looking for a job is not working for me i cannot see myself working with most of these companies maybe it's time for me to really give it a shot and um you know go for my own business uh, and you know as they say the rest is pretty much history mm-hmm. but yeah i think that 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 was probably the two biggest challenges was the money and then you know going into the job market which was very difficult i mean by july uh, 2020 the job market was you know you you had the ratio of you know 1000 applications for one job vacancy and when you looked at everything is like almost like not everyone was qualified and um yeah it, it was extremely challenging time i would say for the job market so you went from went from those challenges you faced those you your mindset is is the one thing that obviously got you through that in a in a stronger position so you're next part of your dream was to to make this business of yours happen so you trained as a coach as you said because then you could help others to to realize that process of whatever they dream they can achieve so mm-hmm. taking a risk and opening up a business of your own before you opened your business were you somebody in life who you would say is risk averse or is risk something that you would normally avoid i think for many years i actually avoided change um and you know but i i started working on on my relationship with change many years before this even happened um so by me working with you know accepting change and 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 really looking at the silver lining in in every change that happens to us i kind of like started you know accepting change as it might be a better thing i mean reality in my last job i didn't feel like i was enjoying that job and you know for me when they said you know I'm making everyone redundant and for me the idea of not having to return to that work was actually a relief in in that sense uh because even you know even though I worked so hard to um you know get the job of my dreams and being fulfilled in you know in in a job I know understand as well that you know the job can be the best job in the world when you're working for the wrong company you know that that job can become a nightmare mm-hmm. so um you know uh, for me accepting that change was a good thing definitely helped me you know face the challenge helped me like move to the next step and obviously with the pandemic i chose to see 
everything as an opportunity. Um, and obviously that's the, the, the constant work with mindset, the constant, you know, affirmation of, of self, of what you were, for what you do. Um, you know, I constantly do a lot of work on myself and on my own well-being. So, um, you know, those are the things that really, really kept me, you know, going and also kept me sane at the same time. It's 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 so refreshing to hear you talk about the fact that you had actually worked on your relationship with change even prior to the experience you then went through, so that you were you were bolstering support for yourself really to get through that difficult stage because everybody that I have worked with and and known who's gone through redundancy has often very much struggled with the whole process of it because it's a grief stage, isn't it? Because you, it's about letting go. It's about getting angry. Why have I been chosen? Why did I lose my job? And, Mm -hmm. and, and then, and then it's about, well, what can I do next? And then there's, then there's the acceptance and you almost fast tracked yourself toward that acceptance stage. And, and you were, in a better position to go into what could come next for you. So I think the listeners will will take that away that you know you can you can set yourself up for success from quite a an early stage. You don't have to wait for these things to happen. You can you can prompt them into being in your mind to say I can build this resilience. I can build this type of risk embracing rather than risk aversion in my life as well. So on your on your business journey as well, Lucia, have you faced any times where you have really suffered in terms of well-being? We were talking just before the call about burnout and that you have just recently given yourself some extra time out to just be mindful and also to to get back to that that energy level of readiness so that you can face a new year of work have there been any times where you've faced an adverse situation and what have you learned in terms of resilience because of it okay um so just to add a little point in regards to redundancy Mm. uh, I've, 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 I've worked with a lot of people that were made redundant and I, I went, I did a lot of a few processes of redundancy while doing my HR work as well. So one of the first thing that happens to people with redundancy is that they think they are being made redundant and not the position. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where the people get really hung up with the, with the term redundancy or with the whole process. And that's why it becomes more of a grieving process, as you said, rather than just a process in, you know, a lot of different processes. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's that, you know, that belief that you are being made redundant rather than the role, which should be the other way around. The role is the one being made redundant and not the people. Yeah. Um, regarding your question, regarding me and my journey in my business, I believe that, you know, running your business, your business is your biggest teacher you will ever have in life. Um, you learn how to be resilient. You learn how 
to do everything on your own pretty much, especially in the beginning. Um, and, you know, yes, I have had challenges. Um, one of the challenges that I had, even when I was um, in full-time employment, was that I would easily become a workaholic. And, you know, it's not by accident that I achieved becoming a HR manager within three and a half years. You know, there was a lot of hard work involved behind that. Um, and what I find is like when you're transitioning from working environment to becoming your own boss, you know, it's so very easy to blend, um, you know, the days to blend in into in your work to your personal life. And what I've experienced is, you know, there are, you know, periods where I am, you know, picking and then I'm working and working and working. And, you know, I don't know, you know, which day of the week it is. Is it morning? Is it evening? And, you know, it can be such a 24-7 affair. But that is not really healthy because when you don't create the boundaries with the work, uh, it means that you are always working. So you don't have that work-life balance. Um, and that has happened to me. Uh, it happened to me actually more than once. Um, and, you know, it happened to me just very recently as I decided to take um, two weeks off uh, just now in January to make sure that I am creating stronger boundaries between uh, the work that I do in my business and you know managing my own personal life um, because it's it's really important to have that because I know for a fact that you know a person would only be productive for about six hours of the day and that's not you know a kind of like thing that's actually scientifically proven that people would only be productive for about six hours of the day um and then when if you if you're thinking of you're working yourself to the bone and working like you know 10 12 14 hours a day you know it means that you are doing a lot but you're not doing anything because your working hours are not productive and for me it was really important to see that and to be able to start addressing it by taking two weeks off, making sure that I am, you know, not spending as much time on the phone, making sure that I have that well-being time for myself, that I meditate, that I watch what I eat, that I do pretty much a lot of different, you know, things that I picked up throughout the years that are going to really um, make me feel in balance uh, with everything that I'm doing. Fantastic. You know, and as I said to you before the call, so, so important and, and boundaries at this time in our lives and for everybody who's listening, you know, creating those boundaries is a lifesaver because if we, we fail to recognise and we fail to bring them into place with our blended work that we all have, as you've shared, then we're setting ourselves up to fail and we're setting ourselves up for illness and poor emotional and mental well-being as well. And it doesn't just impact us, it impacts all of those around us as well, ourselves, our families, our friends, our work colleagues, and it has a negative ripple effect. So 
create some boundaries. And if you don't know how to do that, get some help from people like uh, Lucia or myself. We can, we can help you get there. So thank you for sharing that personal story as well, Lucia. So I wanted to ask you then, what are your three can-do tips that you would like to leave for our listeners today? Um, okay, so I have the tip number one is that everything is ever-changing, okay? So the first tip is accept change. It will always be happening around you. And the quicker you accept it, the quicker you can actually move on and become more resilient with everything that you're doing. Um, my tip number two is everything that you ever learn in life is your own skills, is, is part of your skill set. So any skill that you have, it can be transferred to any working situation. So basically, use your tips as your biggest, uh, you, use your skills as your biggest asset uh, because they are actually transferable. And, you know, anything that you've ever learned in school or you ever learned at work, you can actually bring that into a different environment and use those skills ever uh, again and again and again. And my tip number three, uh, it's never too early or too late to do what you love um, or to have anything that you want in life uh, because everything is possible. And if it is possible, you know, uh, because everything is possible, you can, you know, you can think about it. You can start taking steps towards it. It might take, you know, one year. It might take two years. It might take 10 years, you know. Um, but if you're really determined to have something that you really want in your life, you can do it. I mean, the reality is, you know, for example, to master a skill, you know, it would take an investment of 10,000 hours. Um and once you put that investment in and you do the things that you have to do, you will definitely achieve what you want. Um, and it's about, you know, creating that consistency and that keeping that belief that everything is possible. Beautiful, beautiful. I really love out of those three, your second one. And, you know, I think so many people often forget that that everything you learn in life is it becomes part of your skill set because it doesn't have to be a certification that we sit or an exam that we take but what we learn about ourselves and if we're involved in a sports team from a young age and if we're involved in a community group and doing some charitable work those those will be skills that are so so transferable across the board as you as you said so it's it's a reframe of how deep to my does my skill set actually go when we're looking at what we can do what we can maybe do differently or as you said to realize that dream and go out there and achieve it so you are living and breathing your motto of doing what you love and loving what you do so strongly so my final, my final question for you is, why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? Um, I mean, a can-do attitude is absolutely essential because um, literally when you, you know, 
it can do attitude, can help you drive. Uh, it's your drive to get things done. And, you know, I can do attitude is the motivation, meeting actions and making things happen. So, uh, you know, it really goes hand in hand and having that can do attitude, um, you know, can really give you all the things that you want and all the things that you you ever dreamed of um, because that will, you know, will just propel you to take action and to, to really realise your dreams. A super, super end to what has been a really enjoyable last half hour of your time and mine. And I'm sure that there's so many little golden tips that the listeners will take away. And, and just I think the, the, the two that I want to bring back up is, is to get yourself in a position that you can go into and face situations in life. Get yourself ready before you need to use these things. So, so think about if you are struggling with change at the moment, think about what you can do like Lucia and, and change your change how you uh, uh, have a relationship with change and also to really think deeply about what you have learned in your life from jobs, from relationships, from anything that you have done. What are those real, real life skills that you can bring into a job, a business, a hobby, whatever it is. But those are two golden moments that I take from our conversation today, Lucia. And I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest today on The Can Do Way. Uh, You're welcome. It's absolutely my pleasure to be here. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do you live and breathe a can-do attitude? Have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or intriguing story to share? Always curious and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be my guest. Do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. The Can Do Way podcast, refreshing, positive and real.